Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Today, I want to introduce you to a very wonderful place in our work of salvation. A very, very wonderful place. And uh, this is how I want to start. The Bible says, that we are saved by grace through faith. So the essence of all salvation is by grace through faith. The Bible says we are kept by faith. The Bible says we are justified by faith. The Bible says we live by faith. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. Now if you understand all these things, you'll understand why it's important for us to preach faith. Because we are saved by faith. We are justified by faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith. Without faith, the Bible says it is impossible to please God. So how shouldn't we not preach faith? Hallelujah. That's the essence of why we emphasize faith. Well, every preacher should be a preacher of faith. Because if you don't preach it, then how do you live by it? If you don't teach it, then how do you please God? If you don't teach it, then how do men come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? You see? So faith is a very essential topic in the life of salvation. Now, today I want to indulge in a conversation of a realm beyond faith. I want to engage in a conversation of a realm beyond faith. So when we say that this is a realm beyond faith, it does not mean that faith is inferior. It does not mean that we water down the ministry of faith or the work of faith in the believer. It only means that faith is not the end of all things. There is a realm beyond faith. And not many believers have grasped that place. This does not mean that it takes away your faith, but rather it is a realm that can be or should be added to your faith. Are we following? It's a realm that should be added to your faith. Praise God. Let me explain this. Look at faith, the mystery. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The literal word there for substance is material. When you have the material, when you have the conviction of things hoped for, when you have the certainty of things hoped for, if you can carry the evidence of things that are not seen, then you are living in the realm of faith. And faith has its works. Now, I need to explain to you how faith works in the Old Testament dispensation and how this works in the New Testament. You see that? For example, when Jesus says that if you ask anything, and believe that you receive it or have it, you shall have whatsoever you ask. This is a promise from Jesus Christ. If you ask whatsoever you ask, if you shall believe that those things that you say shall come to pass, they'll be there. You see, it's a very clear command. If you command and say that, I believe that this shall happen, it shall happen. That's the place of faith. But I want us to appreciate that when Jesus speaks in the Gospels, he is speaking to men of the Old Testament. 
Do you realize that? When he says nothing is impossible to whoever believes, he's speaking to men of the Old Testament. In Mark 9.23, he says, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Had he yet died? Had he been raised from the dead? No. That means that the dispensation of the New Testament had not come to effect. But by both authority extended to them, exousia, right? He's given them the power to cast out devils in his name, to handle serpents and scorpions. And that power is over all the power of the enemy. And he says, and nothing by any means shall harm them. This is still the Old Testament dispensation, but with a man with dunamis giving an extended power, exousia, authority to them to work by the power of his one. Peter walks on water because Jesus bids him to come. That's faith. Are we together? So we have seen faith in the Old Testament. When we talk about faith in the Old Testament, we're not talking about Malachi. The coming of Jesus is not the beginning of the New Testament. No, the death and resurrection of Jesus is the beginning of the New Testament. Are you hearing me? Because you need the death of a testator. Isn't it? The Bible is very clear that you cannot speak of a testament unless there is a death of a testator. Then we enter the new life. That is what Hebrews calls the more excellent ministry. He becomes the mediator of the new covenant, established upon better promises. Oh, better promises. Did you hear that? So that means there were promises. But when we get into the New Testament, we have better promises. You see? So if he says, all things are possible to him that believes, yet he has said that to a group of people which are not born again, it does not make it less true for the New Testament believer. But God says there is some better. There is some better. If you believe, you shall speak to this mountain. Be thou removed and be cast into yonder place. And the Bible says, and it shall come to pass whatsoever you will say. That he's talking to men which are not born again. And so that is a promise. But the testament you have entered, the new covenant that God has established with you is established on better promises. Somebody shout hallelujah. And God calls it a more excellent ministry. He has obtained a more excellent ministry. Somebody shout amen. amen. Are you following? So, we can go back to where Jesus spoke to the disciples before he was dead and raised. And by reason of the new birth, because we have both dunamis, the very power of God, the life of God within us, and exousia, the authority, the exercising of that authority, and the wisdom to apply it, right? We can get miracles by faith. We can have the sick healed by faith. But let me give you a few instances in scripture that seem a bit peculiar. Now, if you were in the teaching of Jesus, and he said, if you ask anything, it shall be given. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thrown in the place, and it shall be done, and it is done. If you were there, now you know that one of the ways to get faith working for me is to say. One of the ways to get faith for me is to believe that whatever I've proclaimed has come to pass. So somebody says, this is how faith comes. And now you read a story of a woman, for example, who says to herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She is sick. The power of God is available through faith for her to say, I refuse this sickness in Jesus' name. You understand? Oh, I refuse it and it shall be so. But what comes to her spirit is that if I may but touch the hem of this man's garment, I shall be made whole. By divine wisdom, she has the ability, phronesis, to apply wisdom to receive a miracle from Christ without the usual predictable pattern 
of speaking to the disease or to the mountain this time. She has extended her faith to touching this man, and as she touches him, she is what? She's healed. But faith is working. So there are even uniquenesses to these exclusive instructions, which might seem exclusive. It's not only about saying. Perhaps she did not say it with her mouth. Perhaps she said it in her heart, and I believe it was the saying of the heart, that if I might but touch the hem of this man's garment, I will be made whole. If the heart speaks that, then you can have the answer that you desire before God. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus dies and is raised from the dead, and he gives the church power, and we see Paul, Peter, James, and all these men which come after. They start to study the life of this man, and the purpose of God in the resurrection and the ascension and now the sending of the person of the Holy Spirit. And then they are open to another realm. For example, do you believe that before the death and resurrection of Christ, he was the only man at that time walking with the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit? Do we believe it? So there is a knowledge in the Christ that not anybody knew or had because they did not have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Because the Old Testament experience was that the power of God used to come upon them. Isn't it? The power of God used to come upon them. Not in them. So, this was a man walking with the Holy Spirit within him. Now, the portal starts to open. We hear a statement like, the reality of the person of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us is to reveal the things that were freely given to us by God. Freely given to us by God. Huh? First Corinthians 2.12. He says, Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us by God. So, if you don't have the person of the Holy Spirit, these things are not free. But if you have the person of the Holy Spirit, these things are free. Do you agree? So, the Holy Spirit is the revealer of the things that were freely given to us. Now, if God tells a man that whatsoever you shall ask and believe that you shall have it, you shall receive it. But that man does not have the Holy Spirit resident in him. He can only look at the object of the thing he needs as something so far from him, not free and available, but he can access by faith. And in that realm, he can access it by faith. Are you hearing me? When you get born again, God says that there is a freedom to this which you desire. In the Old Testament, it is not a revelation of freedom. Are you hearing me? It's a revelation of pursuit to access as that which does not seem free. Because they don't have the Holy Spirit in them to show them that this is actually freely given. And so in that realm, they need to ask for it. Because they don't know that it is freely given. Who is following me? They don't know that it's freely given. So they have to ask for it. And they ask for it in faith and believe that they've received it and they receive it. So that realm of faith works for them in the dispensation that they are in. Never forget this. Things are still evidences of things not seen based on where we are in the light in which we see. Because things are not seen only because there's not enough light cast on them. Now I'm not talking about physical vision. Because the man of the eye sees only in three dimensions. Are you hearing me? Physical sight is three-dimensional. It's colors, it's shapes, it's forms. That's it. Colors, Shapes, forms. It never goes beyond that. Somebody shout hallelujah. But I'm talking about the understanding. I'm talking about the inner eyes. I'm talking about the discerning. Whatever you're not able to see is because you don't have light enough to see it. You don't have enough light to project or to interpret the image that you want to behold. But if you have enough light, then you have the power to interpret or project or connect to the image that you need to relate with in the spirit realm. So when we say that faith is the evidence of things not seen, sometimes the limitation of people 
uh, is in the inferior interpretation of this scripture to think it only means things that are not seen by the physical eyes, as though human beings only dwell with what they can see with their physical eyes. No, even a human being which is born again has an eye of understanding. That is why you can explain to somebody something and they say, ah, I see. What does that mean when they say, I see? Do they see with their physical eye? No, they have an eye of understanding. So when we talk about the evidence of things not seen, it better be only in the realm of the eye, physical eye, but beyond that, it should have a discernment and an understanding. Are you hearing me? Because everything we see, the Bible says, was brought about by things which do not appear. So never forget that, that the world you see with your physical eye is not created by that which your physical eye can see. There's a lot of activity in the world that is not seen. And that activity determines or defines the world that we see. Somebody following? Now let's continue. Now when a man does not have the Holy Spirit in them, they don't have the revelation of freely given. Again, freedom. The freedom of things available to them. But rather, they seek to ask as though it's not available because God has made the provision, even in your revelation, your inferior revelation of the assumption that these things are not available, I am still able to give them to you if you can believe. If you can hold the substance of what you hope for, if you can attain the evidence of what you do not see, I am ready to give it to you. So he gives it to them. But there is something in them that is not free. Why? Because they are asking without the understanding of what is already freely given by them. Because if a man knows that this is freely given by them, they should not ask anymore or they should ask the right way. <laughs> are you hearing me? So I give you a phone and I say, this is your gift. It's here. And then you say, I asked for a phone, yet I've given it to you. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, when these men see it, this is what Peter says, the second epistle of Peter, the first chapter. Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, speaks to them that have obtained like precious faith. They have obtained like precious faith. And I want to emphasize this. He has begun from the realm of faith. And he continues to say, and that is through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. All right? He goes to the next line and says, grace and peace be multiplied and to you through the knowledge, epignosis, right, of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. He began from a realm of faith. And he says that ye are saints that are born again, called to like precious faith through the righteousness which is in Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior. And then he goes to the next line and says, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according, listen, as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the promise? No. He says, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. And he says, whereby, listen, we are given unto us exceeding and great precious promises. Now, these particular promises are the promises of the New Testament. They are the better promises. And I'm going to come to that. And I'm going to separate for you the difference between the Old Testament dispensation promise and the New Testament dispensation promise. Are you following me? Now, he tells you, his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the epignosis of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby we are given unto us exceeding and great and precious promises that by this you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. Now, he's talking about the New Testament. And he continues to say, through last, and he says, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. No, he's talking about the realm higher. Add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue. He says, knowledge. Let's talk about the realm of knowledge. Because you see, he says, to faith, add. To faith, add. With all diligence. To faith, add. Virtue, which is the eternal character of God and its energies. 
the eternal character of God and its energies. That's virtue. And to that eternal character of God and its energies, he says, add knowledge. So the realm beyond faith is the realm of knowledge. It's the realm of the complete and perfect knowledge of God. Gnosko, epignosis, add it. Now let me explain how this works. In the Old Testament, if a man was sick, even in the days of Jesus, all right, they will say, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And she touches Jesus and she's healed. Because healing is not available. But by faith, she can access it by touching the hem of Jesus' garment. Are we following? My servant is sick, the Roman centurion says. He says, send your word. You see? So he can access healing for the servant by faith toward Jesus. Because healing is not available. Now, this man is wounded for your transgression. He is bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace is upon him. And he says, by his stripes, ye were healed. Second Peter 2 Peter 2.4, he says, by his stripes, ye were healed. Now, in the New Testament, we were healed. We were healed. And because we were healed, 1 Peter 2.24, the New Testament believer should not go to God and say, if I go to Apostle Grace's meeting, I shall be healed. Yet they can do it and get results. They can do it and get results. They can do it and get results. But they should not say that because I have gone to that meeting, therefore I should be healed. Yes, that's faith. But the realm of knowledge will give a better experience and more excellent ministry in the healing of that individual. I met somebody recently as at a wedding and I met a security guard. His mother suffered of cancer of the breast and went stage four. So they tell this guy, it's important for you now to give this woman palliative care, take her home so she can have a peaceful death. Now, this fellow is a security guard. He has a mobile phone. And his mobile phone has my audios. Are you hearing me? He says, he just got my audio. And put it on the breast of the mother who doesn't know English. And he put it on her breast. The mother is like, my son, what is this you're putting on me? In their language, he says, mama, don't worry, I'm treating you. The guy says three to four weeks, he starts to see the mother just, and she went to hospital and there is no trace of cancer. That is knowledge. He knew that yes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but this woman is not able to hear. But the word of God by knowledge works even to that which cannot hear. If I'm able to believe to that level. But that's a place of knowledge. He put my salmon on the mom's breast. And in four weeks, the woman's cancer healed. Totally delivered. Now he tells me, <laughs> this guy is interesting. Everyone who is sick around him, he just puts... The feeling headache puts my audio and puts on people's heads. So I ask him, where did you get this? He says, apostle. God says the word of God is quick and active. He didn't say the sermon. <laughs> he said the word of God is quick and active. He did not say the sermon is quick and active. He says the word. He said, because I know you're a man of the word, I just needed to get the word and put it on a woman with cancer. That's knowledge. Glory to God. Glory to God. That is why hunkies touch Paul and they are put on the sick and they're healed. That is knowledge. Phronesis. The application of wisdom. Because you have the right revelation. That is why Peter's shadow could heal. It's no longer about he that saith. No, they have gone beyond. They've gone beyond. They now understand that the word of God is so serious. That even if you put it on a man who doesn't hear it. Oh, there's another one. They got a guy who's psychosis, bipolar, extreme end. And they say medically they failed. She just got my summons and put them on a the madman's ears. And the man got back his sanity. This thing is powerful. This thing is powerful. 
Now, you'll ask, how is it that when they get your word, it heals? I have commended myself to the consciences of men because I've obtained a more excellent ministry. Because I've obtained a more excellent ministry, I have commended myself to the conscience of men speaking the truth. 2 Corinthians 4, he says, we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth, we are commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. When you are in that realm because you have a more excellent ministry established on better premises, I can command and say that let my summons walk in the sudden glory yet because I behold it by the light of the glorious gospel. And because of that, I am able to believe God that even if somebody switches on my summon and they don't understand my language, it's enough to get cancer out of their body. That's a more excellent ministry. It's a place above faith. It's knowledge. Now, Peter says, when you get into this knowledge, you realize that he has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge. Now, that means when a New Testament believer is relating with this knowledge, a knowledge higher than faith, he does not see as one who is to get or to attain or to access. He sees as one who already has. And the more you read, you see that you have. That's a more excellent ministry. If the more you read, you see that you don't have, then you're still in the Old Testament or a more inferior realm of faith. But as faith grows, it busts into knowledge. It introduces you to a higher realm. And if it's seen a higher realm, and you read that God, his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge. So what's the use of that knowledge? The use of that knowledge is to help you understand that all these things are free. That's a better ministry. That's a more excellent ministry. Now, when we get into that realm, our understanding of promises change. We cannot say we decree health because you said we shall be healthy. Because in this realm, health is ours. We were healed by his stripes. So the promise in this New Testament is you said we were healed. And because you said we were healed, how would your prayer be like, thank you? God is raising a generation of men. A man feels pain in his body and he raises his hands and says, thank you, Lord, because even this one was healed. So yes, faith is still in action, 100%, but something has been added unto it. It's called knowledge. That's why sometimes I make sentences that say, this is not even in the realm of faith. This I know. Have you heard me say those things? Many times I say, no, this is not in the realm of faith. This one I know. Why? Because the light of the glorious gospel has been shed in my spirit to even see that which is not seen. To even go beyond that which is hoped to the certainty that I see and understand it in the understanding of the spirit, even before I can have it in the physical realm. And when I'm in that realm, I know. I don't just believe. I'm beyond believing. I know. Have you ever gotten to a place where you know that 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 you can't fail? You know, I believe that I will not die. But you see, have you ever gotten to a place where you know that you know that you know that you know that you will not die? So that is faith, but added to it is epignosis, knowledge. Somebody shout hallelujah. For example, you don't need faith to eat food. They place food before you. You know how to eat food. You just get a fork or your hands and boo. It just goes into the mouth. It's not a place of faith. Yeah? No, 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 no. If you say, if you have a, a driving permit and you've been driving a car for 20 years or 30 years, when you're entering that car, you don't say, I have faith that I'm going to drive this car. No. You enter with the knowledge that when you start that engine, if that car is okay, you will move it and it will go where it has to go. Are you hearing me? The man learning to drive that car enters by faith. You know when you are learning how to drive? 
It was by faith. You go through one roundabout and you go off when you're sweaty. Are you hearing me? Have you ever seen people who are just learning to drive? They even come out of the car and they say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because it's already a miracle. It's a miracle. Huh? And somebody can say, can you believe I drove through Ginger Road? Can you believe it? Because for them, they have no light enough to even cast on the object of possibility to drive through Ginger Road. As though everyone who drives through it, drives through it by faith. If it was so, the non-believers would not drive cars. Are you following what I'm saying? But there comes a time where it gets so synchronized to your person that you don't even know anymore. Do you know when you get to that place of knowing how to drive, this even goes into your subconscious, your subliminal place in the mind that you can drive for kilometers and not even be conscious that you're driving. You just remember that you're driving later because it's not something that you collect your mind over that is the thing. God wants to take you to a place where when you think about divine health, you know that you're healthy. It doesn't matter how you feel. You just know that you are what? You're healthy. That when God talks about divine provision, you know that you're provided for. It does not matter whether you have a job. It does not matter whether you have a brother who's promised man on Monday. No, no. It's not let's believe God for rent. No, I know that when the time for rent comes, that money is going to come. Yes, it is faith, but to it added knowledge. To it added knowledge. Why? Because the Holy Spirit comes and tells you, as you think of need, the consciousness of need comes to your head. The Holy Spirit rebukes and tells you, but it is available. Why? Because you have the Spirit in you. Do you know, I have said this once, that the first Adam was not conscious of lack. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were never conscious of lack. Never. Never. And because they were never conscious of lack, everything around Adam and Eve was available for their need. There were no seasons of mangoes in Eden. Every tree was ripe 24-7. Why? Because he created a world where a man should not be awakened to lack. That's the world that a new creation person should be living in. A world that is not conscious of lack. A world that is not conscious of lack. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So, let me go a bit deeper. The vision of a faith to which knowledge is added to is one of the most amazing experiences of a new birth, and I'll tell you why. Because you start to see that every time you read this word, it's not creating just possibilities. You're beyond the realm of possibilities. Yeah? You're beyond the realm of possibilities. You have understood that all is possible. That is not a doubt. When you are in the realm of knowledge, you don't doubt that all is possible. No, no, no. But rather, you are amazed at how deception works in the world. Because Satan has designed the world in such a way that deception is at every corner of our destiny to make us think or even assume that some things are not available for us because he has realized the art of wasting our time in us pursuing what's already available for us as those which don't have it because he knows that we actually don't know what's available for us. That's why he tells Adam and Eve, God knows that if you shall eat of this tree, you shall be like an undo God, able to know the knowledge of good and evil. You shall be like God. And then Adam and Eve ate the word, the fruit, to be like God. But he created them in his own image and likeness. He created them in his own image and likeness. So in Satan says, God knows that you shall be like him, knowing both the knowledge of good and evil. What does Satan mean 
He means they do not know that they are like God. They do not know that they were created in the image of God. The first man was a living soul, so he could not know so much. That there's a part of them that was created in the image of God. The ideal man was the image and likeness of God. Are you following what I'm saying? When we understand that this was deception, that is why man fell. What did man actually fall from? Man fell from a place originally ordained of God for him. In fact, the man of the flesh, if you were to read the idea of God, even for the man of the flesh, not the man of the spirit, the man of the flesh. If you were to read God's idea for the man of the flesh, they had to live not only with the essence of God, but with a relationship with God. It was so deep that even at the fall, Adam stayed talking to God and hearing God. Where are you, Adam? I hid. I had you coming in the garden and I hid myself. I hid myself from your presence. He says, did you eat of the tree that I forbade you? Who told you you were naked? The woman you gave me. Adam is talking to God so naturally, even when falling. He has sinned before God, but he's so cautious both about the presence of God. He can hear God like never before. And how then do you come in the New Testament and tell me that somebody has been praying to God for 20 years, 15 years, to tell them who their wife is, who your husband is? When Adam, even after the fall, could talk with God. When Cain kills Abel, he talks to God. Am I my brother's keeper? The guy is talking to God, and God is talking back at him. He's trying to say, even in the most fallen, sinful state, man was never meant to be dead to the voice of God. Man was never meant to be dead to the voice of God. At what point did we even lose the voice of God that we can't hear him? You need a prophet to tell you that you're going to have a job next year. Without the prophet, you can't have that job. Even in the New Testament, where we have the person of the Holy Spirit, no, let the Holy Ghost speak to you and let the prophet confirm. Yeah, but even if the prophet does not confirm, your destiny is not tied to the words I was speaking to your destiny. No, your destiny is tied to the truth that is laid before you. Who is in the person of Jesus Christ? Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, when you are in a realm where all is possible, and you realize that it's not only possible, but it is free, the liberty and rest that gives to you. What that does to your faith is a very amazing experience that every believer should walk into. Sometimes I wish I could get some people and make them feel sometimes what I feel. You understand? Sometimes I wish we could get into the heart of some people and help them understand that that is not where you are supposed to be believing God for even though you can believe him from there and it works. Yeah, yeah. They can believe him from there and it works. Somebody say, I'll be rich one day. I'll be rich one day. And they become rich one day. They say, oh, she used to say, her faith worked. That's true. Are you hearing me? But if we know that this man became poor, that through our poverty, we might become rich because he took our poverty and gave us his wealth. And we know that when we are born again in Christ, we are rich. The better promise and more excellent ministry would say, I thank God that I am rich. That's the knowledge that confirms all things that are given unto you pertaining life and godliness. Freely given unto us. When you understand the place above faith, beyond faith, but added to your faith called knowledge. Even the way you pray changes. And I'm not saying that the man who prays otherwise will not get results. I'm only saying you will get them better because you are established on a better covenant. You will do more excellently because you are established in a more excellent ministry. You will walk in better promises because you have understood what Jesus Christ has done 
at the cross of Calvary. I'm rich. Thank you, Jesus, I'm rich. Thank you, Lord, because I'm rich. Because you said that you were poor. I could say you said, probably I could get an Old Testament, you know, quotation, to promise me of that wealth. He says, his descendants shall be blessed. So I can actually claim it from the descendants of Abraham and say, I shall be blessed because I'm a descendant of Abraham. And that would be right. But I can forward it and say, I'm actually rich because you took my poverty. Whether you lose a job, whether you make a loss in business, whether it worked yesterday or it didn't work, whether you're sleeping in a one-roomed house and you're carrying a torn bag with an old wig on your head, if you live here, you will do better than the man who lives here, even though they will have the results of faith. You will have the results of faith with knowledge. That kind of realm does not know witchcraft. That kind of realm doesn't understand generational curse. Because if any man be in Christ is a new creation, behold, the old is past and now the new, and all things are of God. Now, but there is a person who went to a pastor and they rebuked all the generational curses in their family that failed to get married and then they got married. It worked. But that's not a more excellent ministry. <laughs> if they had understood what I'm teaching, they would just wake up one day whether they have never seen any woman get married in their family. They would just wake up one day and say on 28th August 2021, I am getting married. It can only be so and not otherwise. Amen. And they start buying clothes. They start printing cards. They start planning their honeymoon. Because they know. And what if they get to July and the man is still not there? They just continue planning. He has not delayed. He's coming at the right time. What if the marriage is on 28th August. And they are on 24th and the man has still not appeared. We are not in the realm of whether it's possible or not. No. In this realm, we know that all things are possible through him that believeth. That kind of person gets to midnight 27th and they are still inviting people. They are still inviting people. They are on. When you get to that place, you will have crazier miracles. Somebody shout hallelujah. May God throw you to places where your miracles will be crazy. They won't be like what you read on Blind Blatemias. Uh -uh. God wants to do a record of miracle that has never been read in the Bible. Yet it is possible because you believe and know God. So when somebody goes to a church and they go for a deliverance service, one month, two months. I know why they are going there. They have not understood the covenant they've entered. That is why I find people who say, in my family, they've never been people married. And I tell them, you're going to get married next year. And I just walk out. Because I don't have time to first address 20 demons from Simanya Mombasa, the generational castes of Tanzania, some of the family things which were poured on your soil at home, and so I need to drive 25 kilometers. No, those are things we used to do when our faith had not been yet translated in knowledge. Now we know the truth, and the truth makes us free. So I know in that realm that I shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. Whether she has a generational curse or not, I don't need to first go and visit the demons of her grandfather to deliver her. All I know is that if I speak a word, I'm anointed enough to get that answer. This is knowledge. The challenge with such people is she gets married out of all the nine girls. And then the eight come seeking for deliverance. Instead of seeking for a word. 
There are people who have prayed for 20 years, 30 years, 16 years. They're still casting out devils. They're rebuking. I know where they are. They still don't see this freely given. Or they think that whatever is freely given by God can be hindered by what the devil has done in their past. They've not yet known God. That's why we still have churches with deliverance services. People are still rebuking devils. That man is against deliverance. No. Bring people to my meetings. You'll see them screaming and rolling and coughing. Because I have that anointing too. Are you hearing me? I'm anointed. I know it. But you see, after they scream, they cry, they walk back home and they're not changed. And transformed. Because they are more awakened to that which is evil. And they know very little concerning that which is godly. Yet it's supposed to be the other way. When the obedience has come abroad upon men, the Bible says, God has us wise unto that which is good and very simple concerning evil. Somebody shout amen. amen. But are we obedient? So you can live in the realm of faith. That's a beautiful place. Because all you need is to just read, Jesus healed a blind person. And you lay hands on a blind person and they're healed because of that promise. You can read a story about what Jesus did when he went in one place and raised somebody's dead. And then you claim it and say, Father, you raised somebody's dead. And even now we claim that same power to heal the dead. And that person can be healed or the dead can be raised. And that faith can work. But when you get into the realm of faith, you walk to a dead body and tell it, David, wake up. And you walk away and you know it has to wake up. You don't even need to pull out the promise. Because you know that you have the life of God in you. The miraculous becomes so beautiful. Now, I will understand if not many people are able to understand what I'm saying. But I appreciate that the majority of you listening to me have understood this. Tell your neighbor, live beyond faith. Tell them again, live in a realm beyond faith. Tell them, add to your faith knowledge. When you enter that place, you'll just be speaking things. You won't even need to pray for them. That's where I'm at now. I can't spend 10 minutes asking for a car, a job, a house, or anything. I don't do those things. I don't spend 15 minutes in my life asking for a breakthrough. No. Those ones I just command. The time with God now is to love on Him. It's to worship Him and cherish Him and learn more of who He is and who I am in him and what he can do and will do in me. That's my energy directed every day. Every day. I'm meditating God's life and love for me. When it gets to anything that I want in this world, thank you, Lord, because it's available in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. My wife will tell you even when I pray. Whatever we need in the world, we just thank God for and we move on. Then we speak in other tongues, preparing ourselves for the next place of ministry and glory because that's where we live. But somebody's husband, wife, Job, God, Job, I am tired. 16 years, I'm looking for a job, it has failed. Jesus, remember me. <laughs> and they can pray, it works. But that's inferior. Somebody shout hallelujah. All things are available for you. Now I want you to pray like men with knowledge. Raise your voice right now. Two minutes and speak in other tongues. You are doing something new every day of my life. You were touching me afresh every moment of my life Lord I believe Lord I believe in you Lord I believe Lord I believe in you cause you would do something new in my life why you are doing something new 
every day of my life you are touching me afresh every moment of my life lord i believe lord i believe in say this in the name of Jesus that to your faith has been added today to your faith has been added and that you walk in a realm and glory of knowledge where we you shall walk in a more excellent ministry better promises easier way to do things in God and that the testimony of God on your life will move and leave through the whole world for a mark to the hearts of those that should believe after that indeed he is the god of knowledge miracles are happening right now the sick are healed the blind see the deaf hear the damp speak tumors leave hiv leaves all manner of diseases stds leave covid leaves and i know it does in jesus name and said if you have never given your life to Christ I want you to repeat this after me say Lord Jesus I thank you because you shed your blood for my sins and you were raised for my glory tonight I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior Amen the message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International for more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.funero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Finero, make manifest.